Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Introducing the Fistful of Cash! What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are back here to discuss all things UFC. This is the Fistful of Cash podcast. I am your host, Dale Lippin, in here with the number three ranked George Michael impersonator from the band itself, Soupy and the Careless Whispers. Soup, what's going on, man? <laughs> uh, so I was really, I was hoping you were going to do the whole co-hostess with the mostest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I go to weekly trivia, and I okay. actually found out what the hostess with the most this is from. <laughs> it's from an old AT&T skit um, where the lady was like an operator that plugged, like, you know, to the old, like, uh, what are those called? What are those boards called? Circuit, circuit, circuit board. board. Yes. Yeah. She operated the old circuit board. And when she answered, she said, hello, this is Lily, the, co- or the hostess with the mostest. And I learned that at trivia this week. So, okay. <laughs> listen, I learn a lot. Of, I'm learning a lot of stuff at trivia. Right. I feel like I'm you know, broadening my horizons. It's, it's fantastic. I bet. I bet. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm glad you're back. We had the one-year anniversary episode last week. Um, pretty wild, man. It's been a whole year since we started this thing. Yeah, I actually think this would be my one year because I missed the first episode because the first episode I believe was the Henry Cejudo Mighty Mouse fight. Yes. Correct. correct. Yes. Yeah. So started out with a plus 400 winner. That was cool. Um, it was a nice little gas on, the, on yeah. the tank or in the tank. Yeah. But yeah. And then I think I, I actually came on to the next episode. So happy one year to myself. Happy one year to fistful of cash. Uh, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty cool, man. And football's coming back. Oh, August 24th. That's college no. football. That's the start of college. And then, uh, uh, man, week one, Patriots-Steelers. Mm. Might as well do it right. I can't wait. Might as well do it right. All right. So let's see here. 
we've got UFC Uruguay uh, this weekend. I know, I know. Normally, uh, these overseas cards are pretty avoidable, and I don't necessarily think that that's the narrative for this one because there's some good fights on this card, man. I uh, I love this card. Yeah, I'm like really, you know, the more I look at it, the more I'm actually like really starting to dig it. So I know we got some strong feelings about plays uh, for this card. So let's just jump right into it. What do you think? Yeah, um, I want to get your, I want to get you all riled up and fired up before we cover this card. Okay. Real quick, did you see what Max Kellerman said? No, hold on. Wait, I just, do we want to do this now? Because it's, yep. uh, all right. Yep. Tell me what Max Kellerman said. So the NBA put out their all decade teams. Yeah. First team all decade, second yeah. and third team. Kobe okay. was okay. the captain of third team all decade. Max Kellerman, you know, being the basketball aficionado that he is, yeah, went out and said on first take, which first take is the most unreputable show out there because it's Max Kellerman and Ryan Clark, who used to play safety for the Steelers. Why they're talking about basketball, I have no idea. But Max Kellerman went out and said that he doesn't think Kobe Bryant's on the all-decade team for our third team all decade, he said he's on the all decade worst team. What? Okay. He's a f- <laughs> fucking idiot. He's so stupid. He's so stupid. And and did he did he grace us with who he thought should have been in that spot instead? I actually I didn't watch I didn't no. watch the episode of first take. I saw the clip. The girl that hosted it walked off the stage and said, goodbye, Max. I'm not listening to you anymore. Yeah. And then he, he then went on to mess up Kobe Bryant's stats, saying he only averaged 22 points per game. He actually averaged 24.7 in 2010 through 2016, where he was the six-time All-Star. Granted, the All-Star game is a you know popularity vote, but he still averaged almost 25 points per game through the final six seasons of his career. Um, yeah. Max Kellerman, genius. Yeah. But UFC Uruguay. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know where to go from that. That's just blanked my mind. <laughs> Whatever. All right, kicking off the main card, Enrique Barzola versus Bobby the Wolfman Moffat. Barzola sitting at 15-4-1, and one, and Moffat sitting at 14-4. and four. Looking at betting lines. Let's see here. Currently seeing Moffat at a plus 120. Barzolo at a minus 150. I think you and I are both in agreement here that we really like Bobby Moffat at this price. Yeah. Um, Barzola's, I mean, he's five and two in his last seven fights, but I think they've all come via decision. And when it comes to Bobby Moffat, I love his submission. I love his chokes. I love he's, if there's a such thing as a, you know, like a, I don't know how to put it, like a, like a loose cannon as far as submissions go, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you yeah. have loose cannons on stand up. Bobby Moffat's a loose cannon when it comes to submissions. He'll throw everything and anything at you, and uh, I mean he's got his last three wins are by Darsh Choke. Um, he's more active. I think Barzola is going to be. 
you know, more laid back. And I think that that's going to play in Bobby Moffat's strengths. And I think he'll be able to take him down and hopefully submit him. Yeah. I don't think that, um, you know, despite Moffat's struggle with Bryce Mitchell, uh, he won via Dar's choke against Chess Skelly and Chess Skelly has very underrated wrestling. Barzolo is going to come at him with a wrestle heavy attack. And I think that, like you said, Moffat's going to be ready for it. Um, just based off of Barzola's ability to get fights the distance. I'm not necessarily, you know, super sold. We'll have to wait and see what the over-under on rounds come for that. It might might be worth looking into. What do you think? Yeah. So, but yeah, I like Moffitt. What I say he was plus 125, yeah. something like that. Plus 120. Plus 120. Yeah, that's a great, that's great value for him. Absolutely great value. All right. Next fight on the card. Oscar Pachata coming in at 11, 1 and 1, taking on the black belt hunter himself, Rodolfo Vieira. And uh, Vieira by a landslide, yeah. Yeah, this is this, I think, is probably the easiest. Well, outside of Shevchenko, I think this is the easiest fight on the main card to pick. Um, he is the textbook definition of a world class. Uh, jiu-jitsu artist i mean there's no doubt about it the guys won uh worlds at abu dhabi like seven times he's won pan am america um he he looks like he's got like the the, the build of jacare which is really odd for a guy who was strict or you know strictly jiu-jitsu before coming to mma um and he doesn't have like an amateur wrestling background at all. Um, I think it's probably going to be like a first round submission. I think he's going to get on top of him and just be an athletic powerhouse and get him out of there. Mine is 225. Uh, we'll have to wait and see if that line moves at all. See if we get some late money coming in the wrong way and maybe drive that price down a little bit. We get be able to get him for a better deal than that minus 225, but definitely somebody on the card that we need and want to pay attention to moving forward. So let's see. Third time's a charm, man. Alir Latifi, 14 and six, taking on Volcan Ozdemir at 15 and four. Ozdemir's big thing for the longest time is that he had no time. And now it seems like that is true. And yet again, he has got to get a W here, man, or his time might run out in the UFC. And that's tough to say in a very light, light heavyweight division. What do you think? Oh, for sure. The pressure's on him. I mean, this, like you said, he has to win this fight. And I don't think he's going to. Well, I think, I think Latifi has a stronger ability to control the pace of a fight than Ozdemir does. And I think if he can weather the first three, four minutes of Ozdemir, just like uh, Anthony Smith did, um, we know his power is going it, to, it's not going to disappear, but it's going to diminish. And, uh, that gas tank of Volcanoes Demir is not good at all. Yeah. And I, and Latifi's definitely a superior wrestler. So if he can stay out of the clinch, cause that's where Ozdemir is going to want to get him. I mean, that's where he's at his best is in the clinch. Uh, if he can stay out of the clinch and Latifi can just get him down to the ground and use that, you know, brick shit house frame that he is yep. to uh to 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 wear on that gas tank i think that he can you know drag him around for three rounds and win a decision here 
plus one fifteen. I love him at that at that price. And you know, Ozdemir is only sitting at minus one forty five, which would you know lead to the reason that the betting public and Vegas is sort of seeing how close this fight actually is. Whereas if you would have asked me two years ago, you know, when they first started trying to make these fights, make this fight, who I thought was going to win, uh, it would have been decidedly in the other direction. But the more we see of Ozdemir, the, you know, the clearer picture we can get of his skill set, And I really think that uh, Latifi, you know, is going to shore up the, the mistakes that he's made in the past and come and put a, you know, put a performance on here and really scramble up a, uh, a light heavyweight division that is sort of without an identity outside of John Jones right now. I mean, obviously John Jones at the top of the heap, but really, you know, what else is left of the light heavyweight division? You know, who who is the one to step up? And I think Latifi coming in and getting like a really strong finish or dominant you know, a uh, couple 10, eight rounds or something like that against Ozdemir can really muddy the waters at two Oh five. Yeah, so. no, I'm, I agree. I'm looking at Latifi's last four losses. The only one to be ashamed of is Corey Anderson. <laughs> we'll talk about him. We'll talk about him here in a minute. All right, let's move on. Humberto Bandonet at 14 and six, taking on Luis Garagora. At twelve and zero, not a whole lot of info on Garagora out there, other than he's one of the local guys, and he's taken on a very beatable Humberto Humberto Bandene. Is Bandene's big show experience going to come into play here, Soup? I mean, really, you know, we do see those first time octagon jitters, and it's a first time octagon experience at the first ever UFC event in your country. I mean, I I feel like the the adrenaline dump off that's going to be massive is you know do you think Bandana is somebody to worry about no nah, i mean this is a tough fight to pick because there's i mean unless you're digging there's literally like zero tape on gargory um but i'm with you i it's hard to pick against a young uh extremely talented amateur now making his professional ufc debut and he is the, you know, it's, he's got the home country. Uh, and and Bandanay has looked underwhelming to say the least. Right. Well, I mean, Garagor is 12 and 0. I mean, he's got, right. he's got fights, but we just don't know what level of competition he's sitting at. So, I mean, essentially, you know, you're right in, in that when there's, n- when you don't exist on the level that this guy is hard to find footage on, y- you might as well be one and know. You know what I mean? So right. I, I, I get it. Um, I like him at minus one thirty. I think he, I think that they, the logic is matchmaking is try to hook him up with a, a more winnable fight than some, you know, other opponents that could have been there for him. So, uh, you know, you always want, you always want to rile up the, uh, the merch sales and everything else by having the hometown kid pull out that W. You know oh, I mean? it's more. it's great for him, and it's even better for the UFC. And as much as I disagree with Dana White, sometimes he, you know, he's not as he's not as dumb he as he plays looks. it right. No, he plays it right. He plays it right. All right, let's move on to the co-main event: Vincente Luque, sixteen six and one, taking on your boy, your boy, <laughs> Platinum Mike Perry, sitting at thirteen and four. And here's the thing, man. I'm just going to get this out of the way. All right. Mike Perry does really well against very technical fighters. And Luke is a very, very technical fighter. Yeah. So I think, 
just looking at it, Mike Perry plus 175. I mean, if you were to compare Vincente Luque to anybody else at 155, who would you compare him to, like style-wise? Oh. I'd say he fights a lot like uh, Paul Felder. Yeah. So, man, I've I've been going back and forth on this all day because so I think of Vicente Luque's fight against Nico Price because Nico Price is a similar approach wow, of as Mike Perry. Yeah, and Luque played that perfect. He waited. He didn't engage in a brawl, which is what Mike Perry's going to need. He's going to need Luque to you know, engage in a brawl. But then I think to Vincente Luque's fight against Jalen Turner, where I actually think Jalen Turner was winning that fight until he got caught in the first round. He looked really good for the first three and a half minutes. Yeah. And then I go to Vincente Luque's fight against Brian Barberena, where he looked super technical again. It's just, but I, how do I go against Mike Perry? Speaking of, as dumb as he looks Mike Perry yeah yeah he, he is right there yeah I you I I I have to ride Perry as a as a as a decent sized dog I have to I know Vincente Luque is probably the smart play but Mike Perry being the wild card and the way he looked in his last fight oh my goodness that was it was a totally yeah. different Mike Perry than what we saw against uh that we saw against Cowboy yeah. No, he looked good. He looked yeah. good. I mean, look, looked you're, really you're good against about... Alex Oliveira. Really yeah. good. Yeah. And, you know, won that split decision against Paul Felder. You know, 170. Uh, oh, boy. Um, you know, I, I I think that, man, I'm with you in that it's really hard to – it's really hard to pick what what kind of fight you think you're going to see when when you when you're picking a Mike Perry fight. And I don't know, man. I, I really I have this like weird sneaky suspicion that he's somehow gonna be like Brian Barbarena and lure Luke into a brawl in the later rounds. And Mike Perry's power is not going to go anywhere. So and, and, his, I, and his chin's not going to go anywhere either. It's right. It, it's, right. Yeah. You know so I'm the way I'm debating this I'm debating picking Mike Perry or Vincente Luque, not based off the odds. And if I'm 50-50 on who I'm going to pick not based off the odds, then I should definitely take the dog at plus 170. So, yes, Mike Perry at plus 170. All right. I'll get on board with that. (laughs) Because otherwise I'll overthink this fight into oblivion. Um, All right. Main event. I mean, (laughs) it's, you know, we're going with Shevchenko, obviously. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus Liz Carmouche, the rematch, and uh, Shevchenko seventeen and three, Carmouche thirteen and six. So, I got to ask, you know, I've seen a lot of people saying that this fight uh, going the distance is a really safe play because of Carmouche's durability and the fact that. Despite the fact, despite the fact that everybody views uh, Shevchenko as a finisher, 
there's a lot of, she had, she's gone to decision a lot so you know maybe uh maybe there's something there but i really think that that head kick on jessica I is going to have her rejuvenate i think she's going to come out for blood again i really like maybe playing inside the distance for this fight cuz we got to find a way to make you know find value in it yeah and Yes, Carmouche has gone the distance in her last seven fights, but they've all been three-round fights. Right. They haven't been five-round fights. So what can we expect from her in rounds four and five? Uh, Shevchenko's fights that went five rounds, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was the decision over Joanna. Yes. Um, the loss to Amanda Nunes. Yes. And when she beat Holly Holm, correct? Yes, and that both losses to Nunez were a unanimous decision. But the first uh, the first Nunez fight wasn't that wasn't for a belt. That was just a three. No, round it wasn't fight, a, correct. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, well, I'm, I'm getting five, I'm getting five, five round fights. Right, so gotcha. is is Liz Carmouche to the caliber of Joanna Amanda Nunez and Holly Holm three years ago? Holly Holm, not the current Holly Holm. Right. No, she's not. So. No. I, I know like going the distance is like a plus 125 or whatever it is. Right. But I think you're not getting any value on just taking Shevchenko at a minus 1300 or whatever. So right. I would, yeah, inside the distance, will probably, it should be like a minus 150 if the decision is plus 125. Right. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. I mean, there. yeah, I like that. I, I like Shevchenko's chances because even if she stands there and she's super technical and just picks Karmush apart, I think after three and a half, four rounds of Shevchenko hitting you in the face, there's a good chance right. that you go down. Real good chance. Well, Carmusha's style is very energy depleting. I mean, she's wrestle heavy, wrestle heavy, wrestle heavy. And if Shevchenko's strong and able to, you know, uh, provide the adequate amount of resistance to that, it's Carmusha's going to gas sooner rather than later. And there's nothing worse than sucking for air and just getting punched in the face over and over again. So I like inside the distance a lot for this fight. The more I'm talking about it, the more the more I'm looking at it. Uh, I'm really starting to starting to like it. I'll be anxious to see what that line comes out at. But like you said, with Carmouche being you know an energy depleting style of fighting, somebody needs to keep tabs on your eye favor during this fight because I'm still not convinced that Liz Carmouche is not your eye favor with a ponytail. I mean, yeah, she she looks just like him. It's scary. <laughs> Like, dude, it's scary. They need a 23 in me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of your eye favor, um, I saw you comment commented on a post today, something, you know, Frankie yeah. Edgar dropping down a bantamweight. Yeah. Um, yeah, your eye favor, Frankie Edgar. Yes, please. Yeah. I mean, I know that I mean, the first it. fight, their first fight was not exciting. I'll give it that. But you've got two guys that are trying to reinvent their careers, trying to make, you know, claims for title shots and uh, the name value alone for something like that, make that an MSG fight, mm -hmm. you know, Faber and, uh, you know, let, let, this, let, how's this for a potential matchup or a potential lineup for a pay-per-view? So you go to the MSG card, you have John Jones versus whatever light heavyweight you want to throw in there with them. Then you take, Usman and Covington and let them fight there. And then the middle, whatever the, the three slot, you could have Uriah Faber, Frankie Edgar. 
what else was on? Um, oh, and speaking of that, the fight that was announced a couple of days ago that we're super excited for, and we're going to go back to Corey Anderson here, is hopefully Johnny Walker decapitating him by head kick. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would Look. be so sweet to watch Corey Anderson get knocked out on a card that John Jones is on. Yeah. Just because of how he's been chirping about how he deserves a title shot, blah, blah, blah. If Johnny Walker went in there and Oh, that's announced for MSG, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Okay. So yeah, yeah let's let's do John Jones versus some random light heavyweight. Usman versus Covington. Put that in the three slot. Put Frankie versus uh Uriah in the four slot. And then you just need one more fight and boom, that card is stacked. That'll yes. do a million pay per view buys. Yeah, that's a that's a loaded card. That'll do a million buys. Yeah, it's good. Uh, oh, they also we need. You uh, wanted to touch on um, Dom Reyes, Chris Weidman. Boy, I'll tell you what. I don't know why the UFC hates Chris Weidman all of a sudden. They hyped that dude up like he was a second coming of Jesus himself for years, and now all of a sudden they're just feeding him to monsters. And why? Why on earth would you take knockout prone? 11 brain cells being held together by Gorilla Glue, Chris Weidman, and have him fight Dom Reyes. What on earth are they thinking, man? Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know. I could. I know, uh, I know that was aggressive. I'm just saying yeah. that's ridiculous. That why do you hate him so much? Like, if you're the UFC, why are you trying to get you're trying to get rid of Chris Weidman? Is what you're doing? You, yeah, you have to. Be. I, I mean. He must he must be annoying, or like send Dana White like straight dad memes or something. You know what I mean? I don't know what why they hate him so much, but dude, that is a that's a terrible matchup for him. And what? Oh boy. I mean, I like I I like Ray Longo and Matt Sarah, but you that's poor fighter management right there. Okay, so we'll go back to when Chris Weidman, you know, burst on the scene. Yeah. Knocks out Anderson Silva while Anderson Silva's being cocky. Cool. Checks a leg kick. Anderson Silva snaps his leg. Yes. Okay. He beats an aging Leota Machida. Okay. Correct. He beats an aging Vitor Belfort. Okay. Also correct. And then he gets knocked out by Luke Rockhold. Gets knocked out by Yoel Romero. Gets knocked out by Gegard Mousasi. Beats Kelvin Gastelum. Good for him. And then gets yeah, you beat 170. Out. You beat 170, right. you know, a logistic welterweight, a welterweight right. with a bad diet. Yeah. And then he gets knocked out by Jacare. So four and one in his last five fights when he won the belt. You know, I get you're supposed to check leg kicks and all that, but both his wins over Anderson Silva, I would consider flukes. And then he's got Leota Machida in an old Vitor Belfort. And then he goes four and one. One and four. Not or one and four. That's what I meant. Yeah. So not impressive at all. So I can't blame them for trying to get rid of him. I mean, the guy, he's still I'm, I would assume he still sells tickets because of his name. Because of yes, he beat Anderson Silva twice, but yeah, it's not looking good for him in the past uh, what, four years? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. And it's what I don't, again, what I don't understand is, is it's like the knockouts that he suffered too were bad knockouts. Like Luke yeah, Rock, flying, the ahead. flying knee by uh, Yoel. Yeah, I was yeah. getting a baseball bat. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. 
the Luke Rockhold one. He got busted up and beat up to oblivion into that. And then the Jacare one, dude, when Jacare punched him in the forehead and his whole body froze up, you, I, what on earth? There's just, I don't know, man. It just seems like the craziest thing to feed him to a shark like Dom Reyes, but whatever, man. I'm sure after he loses the Reyes fight, Bellator will be happy to sign him and put him right back in there against Gegard Musasi where he can get knocked out again. You know, and then we'll get Chris, Chris Weidman versus Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen will come back and wrestle Chris <laughs> Weidman, the American gangster versus the All-American uh, in on <laughs> Bellator 297 in 18 months. I'm telling you, I'm calling it now. I'm calling my shot now. In the next two years, Chael Sonnen and Chris Weidman fight in Bellator. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> oh. Your fifth fight for the MSG card. It better it, be better be Gregor versus. No, it, okay. it's already it's already announced. Oh. I don't know why we didn't mention this. Oh, it's Blagoj Ivanov versus my balls is hot Derek Lewis. Oh yeah, there you go. That could be a featured prelim, dude. <sighs> Derek Lewis in MSG. I don't know. All right, yeah, it's not gonna be a you featured gotta, prelim. You gotta you gotta <laughs> throw. You gotta, yeah, all right. <laughs> So uh, I'm looking at this. It's on uh, it's on a website, and people commented on it. And some guy commented, the only two announced fights are Corey Anderson, Johnny Walker, and Derek Lewis and Ivanov. And this guy comments and said, New York judges really are that bad. So what do we do? Set up fights that won't need them. Derek Lewis will haymaker Ivanov into some different dimension. And Johnny Walker, thank God we might see the death of Corey Anderson. Jeez, oh, man. <laughs> Shout out to that dude. That was his take, not ours. Yes. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> All right. Oh boy. Right, let's do some housework, house cleaning here. Uh, let's see here. Let's go best episode or uh, best or over overview of cities and downloads. That's what I want. Goodness gracious, get your life together. I'll tell you what, man. I was. What do you make of this Robbie Lawler situation while I'm pulling this up? So Robbie's just done, right? That's what it is. That That's what we saw with, with the Colby fight is just Robbie's just done. Because I, I, I don't know how I had myself so convinced that that isn't how that was going to go. And, man, when you're wrong, you're wrong. I was wrong a lot. I, listen, I, I as well thought Robbie Lawler would win the fight. But I'm a realist, and I think it might be our bias towards yeah. Colby Covington. Because what he put on, the show he put on was, it was perfect. I mean, it was phenomenal. He yeah. looked amazing. And it wasn't, it wasn't completely what I expected if he was going to win the fight. It wasn't, you know, like he did to, um, oh my God, to RDA. When he laid him prayed up yeah. against the cage. Yeah. Yes. Against RDA. He landed a ton of shots. And as soon as Lawler even got close, it wasn't even Colby Covington wasn't trying to knock him out. It was just putting his hands on him. Yeah. Just just enough to disrupt him. And it really it was it was a picture perfect game plan and he uh, executed it. I I was reminded of with that fight was the Usman Woodley card. Because if you if you remember going into the Usman Woodley fight. I was like, man, I really feel like Usman's going to just dominate Woodley. But every single time I bet against Tyron Woodley, 
he does he just finds a way to win and just look you know untouchable in doing it and we we're like i'm just like all right woodley's the play and then it turned out being the other way around and then in the back of my mind with this fight i thought it's gonna be the same thing covington's just gonna go out there put a pace on robbie and it's just gonna be ridiculous he's just gonna lay on him for he's gonna blanket him for five rounds but like the more i started talking about robbie and his accomplishments and everything else i was like no 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 robbie's gonna do this it was the same thing that i did with the woodley Usman fight same exact thing uh Usman versus Covington is going to be fantastic. I just want both guys to stay healthy to actually get there to make it happen. It's going to be such yeah. a good fight. Such a yeah. good fight. Is, is Woodley going to fight again? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, think I mean, cool. or is he going to focus on his music career? I mean, I mean that the ass beating he took, that, that was one of the most dominating like with the most lopsided title fights yeah that went to decision that i've ever i mean what he was like it was, usman landed like 350 strikes to uh woodley's like 60 something yeah it was bad it wasn't even close man it was not even close yeah i think that um i, th- I mean i definitely think we see him again i just don't know where who he makes a case to fight you know nobody mm-hmm. wants to see him fight wonder boy again and everybody yeah. else, you know, in that division is sort of already committed for the foreseeable future. I don't really see a fight out there for him. So Usman loses to Covington, or I'm sorry, Covington loses to Usman. Yeah. And then we finally get the Tyron Woodley, Colby Covington fight. Sure. I hope. Sure. That seems good. That's, oh, that's good. I like that. But yeah, I mean, he's getting tired. Damn, 37. Yeah. Foof. Yeah. Yeah, he's a late bloomer. For sure. But he is an athletic freak. So Oh yeah. Yeah, without question. Uh big shout out to Stay Classy Meats for hooking us up. Appreciate you guys over at Stay Classy Meats. If you guys are interested in grass fed, organic, no hormone, no antibiotic, straight ranch to table beef and elk and pheasant and everything else that the good Lord created that you can eat and taste delicious, go over to stayclassymeats.com, use promo code FIST and get ten percent off your whole order all right so you can only we, we did 16 countries this last episode uh you can only get stay classy meats in one of them what country is that america that's right that's right so i, <laughs> I want to so you've been doing really well uh at trivia at trivia lately and it's part mm. of the trivia night thing uh, there's a lot of geography that you have to know, uh, a lot of geography Correct. you got to know. So let's see if you can name 16 countries uh, <laughs> and have them be the 16 countries in which we've had downloads since uh, our last episode. Okay. So obviously United States. Correct. Canada. Yes. Australia. Yes. Um, there's going to be some crazy Middle Eastern country. I'll tell you this. There are no Middle Eastern countries. Wow. So these 16 countries, have I heard of all of them? Yes. Wow. Okay. So we went, yeah, we went, okay, we'll go with the big four English speaking. So we went America, Canada, Australia, um, the UK. Yes. Spain. Yes. Okay. Sweden. Did they come back? No. Damn it. 
I really yeah. lost them. We really lost, lost the Swedes. Lost we lost the Swedes. <laughs> All right, go, go ahead. Read through them. I'm not going to try. All right. Yes, Chile. Yes. Spain. We did that. Germany. Mm-hmm. Ireland. Hungary. The Philippines. Kenya. Macedonia. New Zealand. Europe. And Uruguay. Europe's a continent. I'm telling you, it's listed as one of the countries. We have the United Kingdom okay. and Europe. That's just going by what it says. Okay. Uh, yeah, Macedonia. I definitely would have got that one. I should have kept guessing. If you would have got the 15, I feel like everybody and their brother would have been just more than tickled pink with that. So, yeah, for sure. Right. Top cities: Victoria, British Columbia, Elwood City, Pennsylvania. Where's Elwood City at? What up? What up, Elwood? Coquimbo, Natick, Hanover, Ontario, Philadelphia, PA, New York, Charleston, South Carolina, Las Vegas, Chicago, Greenfield, Massachusetts, the West End, Fort Lauderdale, West End, Queensland. Isn't that where uh, Ty Tuivasa always reps? Isn't that, is he always throwing that W up for West End in Queensland? Maybe. Maybe. Denver, Colorado, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Let's get some obscure ones down here lynn massachusetts san gabriel california saris california tom's river new jersey hackensack new jersey and uh let's do roanoke texas schaumburg illinois dude there's a ton of these holy shit hamilton new jersey tempe arizona ashburn virginia dude i can't i'm not looking through any of these more there's a ton of these all right Appreciate all you guys listening. Appreciate everybody that reached out to us on social media this last week. Soup, I got nothing left, man. I got nothing left. What do you? Well, you got anything left? We're at thirty-six minutes. Just, uh, just football's coming up, and uh, man, so you and I both know the struggles um, of being a baseball fan, yes. and what the Pittsburgh Pirates put the city through for the you know 20 years straight yeah had a three-year playoff run never got out of the wild card game and i'm gonna give you a guess okay what their record is since the all-star break in 20 what 26 games i should know this but i haven't been paying attention they are four and 22 yeah there you go since the all-star break Yeah. yeah That in, it's amazing. I it is and they're down eight to three right now against the Brewers in the top of the ninth. So make that four and twenty three since the All Star break. Um, that's so bad. Yes, it is. It's so as a professional team. It's so bad. Yeah, our it's, our record looks pathetic. like we belong in Cleveland somewhere. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, football season's right around the corner. Getting super pumped. Um, been doing a bunch of fantasy mock drafts. Getting ready for that, and doing a ton of uh, not. I don't want to say research, but watching a lot of stuff on training camps. Um, Did you watch the first episode of Hard Knocks? I have it taped. I'm actually going to sit down and watch it as soon as we're done here. Okay. Um, when's our when's our fantasy it? draft too? By the way. It is September 1st at 9.30 p.m. Okay. (laughs) You have to call me at 9.27 and let me know. (laughs) Yeah, I will. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. 
So for those of you who don't know, Dale finished last in the league, and I, I he got – we do like a – it's a keeper league. So it's the same guys every year, keep players. So we do a lottery-style draft. And Dale was this year's New York Knicks. Yes, I And would. he ended up getting the fifth overall pick when he had like a 35% chance at first overall <laughs> out of 12 guys. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, that's good. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. I'm going to yep. get something to drink and I'm going to bed. All right, man. Appreciate yeah. you guys. As always, guys, clear eyes, full fist, can't lose. <laughs>